one constant in college rugby is change. And there has been monumental changes in the last 15 years. Welcome everyone back to the uh, FCC podcast. I am your host and commissioner, Kirk Swanner. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about our recent preseason poll. We got a couple of uh, guests, special guests joining us today. So first up, we got Mr. TJ Chancellor from University of Florida. TJ, how are you doing today? Doing great. Uh, glad to be here. Great. How long have you been uh, assistant coaching there? Uh, this is my uh, start of my third year. So okay. joined cool. three years ago. All right. Uh, next up, we've got Mr. Sean Massey at the University of South Florida. Sean, how you doing? Hey, guys. How are you all? Great. How long have you been with uh, USF now? Um, I've been coaching. I played for USF from 2006, 2011, and I started coaching in 2014. So going on eight years, I think. Wow. Yeah, great. Yeah, so I'd love to get your opinions. You've been around for quite some time. Uh, another USF assistant coach we have. Uh, it's Mr. Colby Karinas, also a Florida State alumni. So, Colby, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Excited to be here. Great. How long have you been coaching in and around Florida? Uh, since 2014. I okay. was uh, player coaching and then pretty much. Player coaching at Florida State and then, yeah. then you moved down to Tampa, right? And then uh, 2018. Okay, cool. Uh, last but not least, we've got a special guest joining us, uh, Mr. Alex Goff of the Golf Park Report. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I, I, as I'm sure it is with all of you, it's uh, covered in snow outside my windows. So. <laughs> that is exactly the experience everybody's having in Florida. That is for sure. So, uh, yeah, the you know being in Florida, we don't deal with any of that. So the best part for us is playing spring ball. So I know it's odd that we play spring ball when basically everyone else east of the east of the Rockies play. You know, in the fall. So. Um, yeah, we're trying to get a little bit of media out here and try to get some media attention on us down here in Florida. Uh, so we did just complete a preseason poll. We had the head coaches rank all the opponents. So, uh, based on that preseason poll, um, number one was university of central Florida. Number two was Florida Atlantic three university of South Florida Four was Florida state. Then it was university of Florida, Florida national and university of North Florida. Alex, you got any initial reactions here as far as those preseason polls? And, you know, if you were doing a preseason poll, what would you base your um, rankings on? Well, you know, it, it, of course, the preseason polls are, are ridiculous anyway. But but after all the shutdowns and stuff, it's, it's even crazier. Um, the first thing that jumped into my head was that um, all the downplaying from Evan Haig went, fell on deaf ears because uh, he's like, well, we're not that good. I mean, that's the, fir- the first thing he says, <laughs> he shows up in Houston to play UConn, he goes, we're not that good. Um, and then they win and he goes, we're not that good. Uh, that's a pretty good rugby team. Um, I, I wouldn't have put Central Florida up there um, first, uh, simply because I'm sort of leaning, you know, you end, you end up looking at what happened before, uh, where uh, South Florida is two years ago now, I guess, or a year and a half ago, uh, South Florida and Florida Atlantic went, went six and zero in their, their divisions. So I guess I would be leaning on that. Um, and it was pointed out to me in quite strong language that uh, Florida Atlantic essentially was the, the U23 team that played last year in the U23 league. That was basically a Florida Atlantic team. So I'm told. Yeah. And if you, and if you lean on that and they, they didn't lose you, or, or maybe lost one game, I'm trying to remember, um, you think, okay, I probably would lean Florida Atlantic, but that's, that's really flimsy 
compared to coaches on the ground, uh, talking to other coaches, seeing what players are where. So um, I mean, that's what I would base it on, but I'm not, I'm not saying it's really a strong basis for that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great opinion. I mean, I, I, I sent out the results of who, who got how many first place, second place, third place votes, and there was no consensus, number one. That was the one thing that jumped out to me, but Florida Atlantic. It was, ha- it was essentially tied. Right. I, I think at the top, the, the top two teams were essentially tied and South Florida is really not that far behind. So I think in that it's fine. You put them in a bag, shake them up, pull one out. You're going to get pretty good team. Um, but I think it's fair to say those three are considered the top ones. Um, and I thought it was interesting that um, Florida got some love uh, and they had struggled a couple of years ago. So finally, um, <laughs> wow. Okay, so what's the, what's the backstory? Yeah, TJ, initial reactions. Florida coming in fifth, huh? Uh, I well, when I first saw it, um, I was as a coach, I was excited because I'm like, okay, great, I can just show this to my team. We're gonna have better numbers at practice, so we could, and I'm sure you know Ronnie's. Uh, I I was most shocked by. Um, uh, I, I thought we'd be a little bit higher, but at, at fifth and sixth, I thought FIU um, having FIU that low is is would make me nervous. I would. Um, I think I think Ronnie's one of the better one of the best coaches in, in the state. I'd say so. His team's gonna be smart. Um, with our guys, I think uh, you know we had a strong COVID year. I think I'd have to say that COVID it was great for our team. It's awful for the nation, awful for everybody else. But our kids had nothing else to do, and we're together. And we we kind of re- three years ago our culture wasn't very strong, and now we've kind of. Our, our kids think that we belong in the finals, you know, and they, that's the first step is to believe that. And now they recruit like it. And so we're, we're hoping that next year we're, when this poll comes out, we're the ones being debated with these other two teams up, up top. So, yeah, I mean, the thing about UF and then with the Gainesville U23 last year is you guys, as the season wore on, you guys got better and better. So the question is, can you just start at a higher level and then continue with that coaching? So it's obvious the coaching is, 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 is great there. <clears throat> we just got to start at a higher level. And yeah, but it's, I, I love seeing UNF back in the, in the chat. So uh, when I, you know, I talk about the history of Florida and Florida was the only university of Florida was the only division one team for the longest time. So they used to be really good. So it's great. We're back into it. Uh, Sean, what are your thoughts here? University of South Florida coming in third after finishing the 2020 season so dominant. <laughs> uh, so selfishly, and you know, being being a USF fanatic that I am, uh, I, I'd like to see us be first place all the time. But <clears throat> I mean, especially considering in in the spring of 2020, we were, I mean, we were beating teams, and the point differential um, that we were beating teams by was. Uh, I'll just say significant. Um, but that being said, 2020 with COVID um, wasn't great. The school, I'm not going to say too much on it, but the school kind of hindered our ability to, to get together, uh, to, to do recruiting events. And even the fall of this year, um, up until last minute, you know, we were sort of, uh, we were sort of uh, hamstrung a little bit by our, our ability to recruit and, uh, you know, the things that come along with not knowing what's going on with COVID. And so <clears throat> I think we have, um, we, we definitely have players coming back from, from that really successful season, but we definitely have lost a few guys who are, who were key to that season as well. Um, we have a lot of uh, younger guys who, have, who are 
coming up and, and I think are, are learning the game really fast. So I'm, I'm, I'm really curious actually to see how the season pans out. I agree with Alex that, uh, you know, right now the, the top three teams can sort of be shuffled in a bag and, and you pick one and they're probably a, uh, a good choice for first place. Um, I think people might be sleeping on FSU a little bit, you know, based on the scores I've been seeing from, from the fall friendlies, they they've had a really good fall. Um, but to be honest, you can't really take too much from, from the fall scores. And I think any team in the state is potentially dangerous, especially coming off um, COVID where you don't really know where, where um, teams are sort of at. So I'm excited to see how the competition is this year. And, you know, I think the games are going to be a, a lot closer than they were um, 2020. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that one. I think the, the, the teams are tightening up. So uh, like Cole, what are, what are your thoughts here as far? So you're now down with USF. So like TJ talked about how you um, COVID was great for University of Florida. Uh, University of South Florida did not put out a U23 team. Them and, and UNF were the only two that did not participate in the 23 program last year. Like, how do you think that's going to affect USF coming out of it? And then, yeah, any initial reactions here as far as the polls go? Um, I think that, <clears throat> I don't know, COVID was kind of both ways. Um we had quite a few guys step up to crew and they got to see a different level of rugby and um, get to play. I, I'd say at a higher level with higher level guys. Um, unfortunately, I think that half of those guys are moving on. Um, so we have one or two of those guys that got that experience and um, it's just put like a hamstring in our recruiting. So we have those couple guys and then we have a lot of new people Um who haven't <laughs> gotten much of a chance to play yet, you know? So we're in a position where we got this small group of veterans and we got a lot of new guys who put in a lot of effort this semester, but um, I think we have a little bit of work to do uh, going forward. Um, as far as the poll goes, I think it's pretty fair, honestly. Um, we know the history of UCF and as much as Evan can downplay it, we know what kind of athletes and guys they're just randomly finding on campus. I don't know. Um, and that's the difference in Florida in general. I think when you go play UConn, um, I think we have athletes and I think other schools have better skills than us. So it makes for a funner matchup uh, to me. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, uh, I would agree with Sean. I think Florida state is probably people are probably sleeping on them. You know, only two teams left the state this fall to go play teams. One of them was uh, Florida State went up to play UGA there in Athens. I know UGA only finished fourth in the SCRC behind uh, Tennessee, Clemson, and Kentucky. And then uh, obviously UCF went to Houston and played UConn. So, um, yeah, but I, I, I think I would agree that I know starting off in the beginning, FAU is going to come out hot. So, like, I think you can easily put them into the number one position. The question for me with them is always going to be numbers. You know, in 2020, when they went 6-0, they only had 18 uh, collegiate-eligible players on their roster. So uh, they went 6-0, but they had the buzzsaw of the season coming up with UCF, University of South Florida, and Florida State, three games in a row. So I don't know if they would have gotten through all three of those games with those few players. So um, I, what I will find interesting is what the numbers are going to be like coming into the fall – or, sorry, into the springtime. And I do know that Florida State has played two teams every time they played. So um, – I do think people should probably be careful with them. Uh, yeah, but overall, I think it's pretty pretty fair. Alex, qu question to you. You know, one of the things that all the coaches tell me is that every college player loves 
these golf rankings and what can Florida do to get some more love in these rankings, man? Oh, well, uh, you know, it, it, first of all, it's really tough in the fall uh, if you're not really playing. And, and here, even though we sort of had preseason games, um, they're downplayed to the point that I just like, you know what, I'm not going to keep calling and saying, was this your A side against your A side? You know? So I, I, I essentially discounted, didn't even bother paying attention to them because they were sort of discounted. Um, I could have gone flipped the other way and put a whole bunch of meaning into them. Um, I just, part of it is, um, uh, it's actually, it's not been the easiest state to get information from. Let's put it that way. People don't, they, people don't go out, put themselves out. And, and I have, I have coaches who in every conference, I have coaches who text me five minutes after the end of the game. And I have coaches I have to, call four or five times to get anything from. Uh, and, and so that's. What's, that's what's the best that. way to do it, Alex? What, what should uh, the coaches I'll, be honestly, doing? Honestly, I'll take anything, but you can message me on Facebook. You can text me. My, my number is available. I'll tell you right now, it's 360-791-2685. It hasn't changed in 25 years. You can email me at agolf at golfrugbyreport.com. All of those things work. And I get all of those things. And if I, and if I don't, um my fault i missed it right you can say hey i emailed you you know um there's also a contact us thing on the bottom of my website which goes directly to my email anyway um sometimes it gets spam filtered but most of the time it's fine but all of those things work and if somebody wants to ideally what's great for me is you know a, a brief little note hey this is how it happened uh you know we lost we lost in the last play of the game this guy played well here's a quote from me, the coach, or here's a quote from our captain. Um, and here's a picture. If you have a picture, even if it's just a team picture or a huddle picture, everyone going, yay, team. You know, those things are super helpful to me. Um, and, but, go, directly answering your question, um, can, before I do that, I, a quick aside, you guys yeah, go for it. This. Go for you're it. talking about recruiting, you're talking about coming out of COVID. Um, and, um, TJ, you mentioned this, I think, and, and, um, culture is huge and everything I've seen about all the teams that have done well, whether they're college teams or high school teams, every time I ask them, why did you have a good season or how, why are you coming out of shutdowns? Why did you have a good season? And they all say, we're, we're family. They all say the culture, the, the returning leadership was enormous so that speaks to south florida it, you only have a few returning guys but are they good guys because if they're good guys they can help everybody else um come up and nobody says we had a fancy new attack plan we you know or we got this one player in who just blew everybody up everybody talks about unity so um so the, the brotherhood aspect of rugby is something that we yeah. need to be doubling down on right absolutely, absolutely. i'm a soccer for all that but, um uh, but but in in rankings, um, you know, it helps to play outside your region. So yes, you know, um, as you said, uh, Florida State played Georgia. I uh, keep that in the back of my mind. Um, Central Florida playing uh, Connecticut, and and you know, fully cognizant that it's a, an untested, untried Central Florida team against a UConn team that had played their full fall season. So you take that into account. Um, I personally feel like the Florida League 
is one of the more competitive ones in the country. I think your number five, six team is still a good rugby team, and that's not always the case. But I don't really have any anything to prove that, except for a couple of um, a couple of results here and there. But you know what? If somebody goes to South Carolina, if somebody goes to Life and goes and plays Life second side, right, and loses thirty four seventeen, that's a good result. I'm that means something to me. Um, so trying to put yourself out there, but I also realize Florida is a ridiculously shaped state. Where it's a logistical it takes, nightmare. That it takes forever to get out of the state, yeah, right? right? And, right. and uh, so it is very difficult. Not everybody has money to do that. Uh, I, I get that. So, I mean, in, in a way it ends up being, you know, on Florida State. It not behooves them to get out of there and go play LSU so that everybody else can say, look, we beat Florida State and they almost beat LSU, something like that. that that's a big part of it to me. Information is a big part of it uh, for me. Um, and, and also, you know, if, if a team goes to Florida and it, what's stopping them, right? You know, what, what a great trip. I, there's something called spring break in Florida. It seems like it used to be a thing. Uh, <laughs> trying to get people to come visit you and then play. And then I'm talking to those coaches and I'm saying, okay, you played such and such a team and you beat them, but what did you think of them? And they might say, look, we, we beat them by 30 or something, but actually they're really, they're actually quite good. They just, we, we matched up well against them. Or they might say off the record, they're terrible. I mean, these things, I, I have those conversations as well. So I'm trying to get a handle on stuff. Alex, how many, how many conversations with coaches uh, do you have a week? Well, uh, uh, there's a lot of text conversations. Okay. All right. Makes it easier. Sometimes th two or three of them at the same time, which can be confusing, but I'm, I'm checking with somebody in every conference. Okay. And so, um, so you, you do have a contact in Florida. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going through some people uh, take the initiative and, and really, if, if something happens that everybody um, expects, you know, the top team beats the, the fifth team by 40 or whatever, I don't, we don't really have an in-depth conversation. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going um, right. to bother with that. I'm looking for the, the, the man bites dog stories. So I'm looking for the surprises and the upsets or, wow, that was closer than I expected. And, and then we have those conversations. So. And then, uh, so, so photos... So even if you have some like stock photos and stuff like that, you get a photographer right. out, get some good photos. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I, everybody loves action photos and things like that. Um, th those are great. But, um, you know, if you have a photo of your team, if you have a photo of your team during practice, you know, even just the, the huddle thing at practice, all of it, at least that's a little bit of art. That's people's faces on there. People like that. And honestly, I mean, look, I do this because, I mean, I've loved the sport my entire life. I, you know, my earliest memories of on the sideline watching my brothers play when I was three years old. Um, so obviously I've got that part of it, but I'm also, you know, like putting food on the table doing this. And I do that by getting an audience and an audience is built in part by people saying, hey, look, there's my buddy. You, you, you talked about my teammate or you talked about my kid and um, there's the picture, right? People like that. How much it, stock do you put into the, the tournaments um, like around the area? That's a, that's a good question. Um, not a lot. 
Okay. Um, uh, especially, uh, it, it sort of depends on the kind of tournament that it is. Uh, there are some high school tournaments that I put more stock in um, because the people who enter them are doing it to show that they're, you know, we're better than that region. Um, but in, in college, it tends to be, you know, if it's multiple games in a day or in a weekend, it tends to be, well, I'm just giving people game time. So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and, you know, whatever. South Florida goes to a tournament with North Florida and loses by two. I'm, I may drop, I may use that in the rankings a little bit, but I'll probably write in there. I don't think this is a, you know, a first versus first result. So if they play in league and it's, flipped around i'll just toss that result um as far as the reporting um how much like i i remember a couple years like five six years ago there was a game that florida florida state played and i think you got three different score lines and i think you like laid into us because it was uh well the accuracy of score line reporting from the same team or from both teams same game (laughs) same game yeah same game yeah i got that happens um uh, actually the person i blame there is the ref to be, to be harsh. Right. Uh, the referee is the one who confirms the score. And the referee's job, in my opinion, and I know it's a tough job and, and we need more refs, we need to be nicer to refs, and I'm all about that. The referee's job at the end is to go to the coaches and say, hey, I got 29-22. Bam, bam, bam. And they come and say, no, no, actually, you know, it was 29-24 or whatever. Everybody agree. And then go. But I, I get a lot of... I get a lot of lot of scores that are off by two, that are off by, um, you know, something like that, and and then I, I'm, I get a report, and it says, um, uh, you know, it, it might say the team scored twenty five points, and they said okay, and then they scored this this the report says they get to twenty one, so I got to call them up and say, you can't score four points in rugby. And they're like, wait, what? And I said, no, no, you, you, you have to have missed a conversion because you, you told me that this guy hit all his conversions, but he had to have missed a conversion and he had to have kicked two penalty goals. And I go through the math and usually yeah. that explodes a coach's head. They don't want to think about that. Um, but I have to, at some point, try to, because the report doesn't make sense to the score. So, so I, for the Florida teams, coaches, before you text Goff, Confirm with the opposition coach. And yeah, yeah. Confirm with the opposition score coach line. and just Let's, say, hey, you know, that I mean, a lot of people like uh, the final conversion of the game. Nobody is paying attention to it, and it's up from the touchline. But the guy knocks it over. But everybody's looking over here because the game is over. And nobody notices. Little things like that sound silly, but if I'm writing the result, I want to get it on there, and and you know maybe the kid that's the only points he ever scored all season or maybe it has an effect in the points difference later in the season i don't know um those are little things um but i i encourage every college coach in every division in florida to email me or text me tell me what they're up to um and um i've already seen a bunch of um uh a, a bunch of uh stories from the fall is like, hey, we started out slow. Our recruiting wasn't great, but we built. Um, Virginia Tech is a great story. They started out very poorly. 
Um, they finished and, and they had a really tough schedule, but they finished strong. I think that's great. And, and so then like, if you have like a big event coming up, like the 50th or something like that, like, Oh, absolutely. Is it better to them to write the article and then send it over to you? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, if, if somebody wants to, if somebody's really motivated and I'll tell you what, if you've got a student yeah. who wants to write it and wants credit, I'm all about that. I'd be happy to give a byline stuff. But um, if, uh, if you don't, if, you, if the idea of writing it is just like, oh, I gotta write it, just send me a bunch of bullet points. I wrote it. If you, everybody wanna go on and read the story about um, Doc Davis getting the field named after him at Salisbury, that's exactly what happened. I said, please just send me the bullet points. Let's get, I, I had a follow-up question I called, asked, and I wrote it and I was happier with it. Nice, okay. No hey, uh, Alex, I have, a, yeah. I have a quick quick question for you. This is Sean from yeah. USF. Hi. Um, so you mentioned, uh, you know, shooting you a text or a call or, or sending you an email. Um, I, I actually run, I started the USF Rugby Alumni Society a couple of years ago um, Great. With, the, with the school. Uh, so the school recognizes us and we, I run the, uh, the social media for, for the Alumni Society and the, and the club. Which is strong. I, I, I recommend you following it. It's pretty good. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> if you, uh, I, uh, I know in 2020, I was spamming the shit out of you with Twitter tags and <laughs> Instagram <laughs> tags. And so, do you, do you, is that, is that appropriate for you too? Do you, do you like getting those kind of things or would you I, rather it be through email or text or whatever? Um, it's not inappropriate. I, it don't, I don't mind. I just don't pay attention to them because I get so many. Right. Uh, so yeah, that makes sense. I'm actually, I'm actually giving a presentation um, in a couple of weeks at a rugby summit. And one of the things we're going to talk about is um, writing a report on Facebook. You know, you can do whatever you want on your Facebook page, but if you, if you tag me and you think that that's distribution, that's a, that's a mistake. Um, simply because I get so many, if I'm going to sit there and just look through my notifications, um, I won't get anything done. So I do request people to directly reach out now even if it's just hey here's a link to our facebook report um that's fine but i just need to be sort of like directly told because uh um social media notifications just they go on forever so this yeah, is the, that, uh, sorry, go, sorry go, ahead. go ahead no no go ahead i was just saying no that, that makes total sense uh especially when you're covering you know the whole u.s it's not exactly it's not, it's not like there's a couple clubs here. It's hundreds and hundreds. So right, I, I understand right. it. Well, I'll definitely get your, uh, get your info and we'll, I'll, I'll be in contact during the season that if, uh, if that's your that's main, uh, your main source. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I love that. And, and I would say on social media for anybody who's like, and I'll be talking about this in my presentation too, is, you know, I, I do use Twitter feeds sometimes if, if a team has a really good Twitter feed, like they're doing the game and they're like, this guy scored and this guy scored, I might just use that. Um, but if you just use nicknames or you just use first names, that doesn't help me because I don't know these guys, right? I right. don't know their nicknames. Um, so, you know, when Booger scores, <laughs> well, that doesn't tell me anything. Uh, so <clears throat> if, if you're going to do that, that's fine. But, uh, but like a report on Facebook, people, you, you can tell the reports that are done for the team and their buddies, and you can tell the ones that are done for the general public and they're, they're very different. Would you suggest that, uh, you know, like say we're playing USF and at the end of the, like, is it 
that the coaches kind of get together and just because your 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 site and your reports they legitimize our our wow. clubs i think you know and like and it makes recruiting so much easier even if we're on the wrong end of the score it's like yeah. this is being covered at a larger level um if would you suggest that like would you like to see like coverage before a game if say we have like usf and fau are three and oh and they're do you like to hear I, those you know, type I, of things? Or? Yeah, I, I appreciate that when somebody says, hey, heads up, you know, it's on Wednesday. We've got a big game coming this weekend. And um, because I often I've, I've got that on a list, but, you know, when am I going to get to it? But if somebody says, hey, we've got this game, we're excited about it. It's like, oh, these guys are excited to talk to me. I'll, you might get to the top of the list that way. I think that would be great. Um, uh, Rob Guyry who was coach at AIC after Josh Macy left, the guy who was on The Biggest Loser, used to send me an email after every game that said, this is who scored, this was the score, this is who played well, a quote from him, a quote from one of his players, a different player each time, and sometimes a quote from the opposing coach. And he would send me that. Now, I'm not saying everybody should do that. He was just like a high-energy guy who wanted to do that. But after a big game, if the two of you got together and said, hey, um, let's send an email to Goff. Um, you give me a quote, I'll write a quote and I'll just send it to him and, you know, get the captain to say something. Um, do you have a picture? I don't have any pictures. Oh, we have a parent over here who's got pictures. Um, you know, let's get that to, you know, let's get that contact there um, and send it to him. That would be awesome. Because then I'd say, look, this is actually bigger. This seems like a bigger story. Um, you know, you won 32-30 and you came back from 14 down. Well, I'll call you back and say, look, can you, can you, can you march me through those last 20 minutes? Because that sounds like a pretty exciting thing. Um, that would be, those sorts of things are really good. And then I, I might say, because if I talk to a coach all the time, can I talk, talk to a player? Because I like talking to players. Um, they say more unpredictable things. Um, so with social media, there's so many different platforms now, right? You got Instagram, right. you got Twitter, Facebook, and then like, do you have any suggestions? Like as far as what, like <clears throat> your schedule, should that just be like on the website and then like update the scores there? Or is that like websites are too old school now? No one uses them. Like what, any, any suggestions as far as how uh, to yeah, you know, social media platforms? Most, uh, a lot of teams use Facebook as basically their website. Um, I, I I think it's fine if um, a, a lot of teams post their schedule on, on um, Instagram and I, I've had to teach myself to look for it there. Um, Division two teams use Facebook. Division one teams use Twitter uh, and are moving toward Instagram, which I right. think is interesting. Um, mostly because Division one teams, teams that are school supported still have a website because the school has a website system. Um, but there are a lot of teams out there that haven't updated their website in six years. Right. Yeah, I know. Uh, which is frustrating. So I don't, uh, in a way, I don't bother. Um, having your uh, schedule as an image, say, on your Facebook page is pretty good. Um, a frustration for me on Instagram is they'll do a like a, a graphic, you know, we're hyped up for this week's game against, uh, you know, state. And, uh, you know, this is when it is. 
and it's you you check back on Tuesday and they've never said anything about the result. And so I go and 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 then I, I'm contacting, messaging, and finally go, oh yeah, um, uh, somebody had close contact and it was canceled. Well, you got to put that up there. You have yeah. to put that up there. Um, you know, our bus broke down. We couldn't get there. You have to put that up there. Or you lost 75 to nothing. I'm sorry. You're going to have to put that up there. Really. I mean, at, at least, at, at the very least, an Instagram comment on your hype picture and say, hey, guys, we lost 75 nothing. Because it's, um, otherwise, you know, you, you put yourself in the, the viewpoint of just a parent or somebody associated with the school or a friend who looks at that and goes, so do you play these games or do you just talk about a, you're about to play the game? They, if, if they don't see evidence that you actually played, it kind of looks weird. Like, no one ever posts a loss. You can tell who. No, does. no. And, and you no one to. ever posts a loss. No, no one ever no. does. So. It's, yeah, if you, if you want the hype on social media, you also got to take the, the hits with it, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I know it's tough, but I, I, when somebody does um, post a loss, I have a lot of respect for that. Somebody says, hey, you know, we lost that game. Um, I, I get a lot of people telling me that I don't know what I'm doing. And then I say, okay, you know, you know you're right. I may be wrong. You're playing South Florida this weekend and um, we'll see how you do against them uh, because uh, you know, that, might, that might tell us a lot. And then they go to South Florida and lose 45 to five and then I don't hear from them again. You know, I mean, it's like, and, and I, I actually would like to hear from them. They could come back and say, you know what? We learned a lot. I still think we're good and this is what we did well, but yeah, we're, we still have a ways to go. It's like, okay, then we've got a conversation going. Um, and maybe you show up at number 50 in the rankings, maybe you don't yet, but I keep an eye on them, right? But somebody who just says, hey, we're great because we beat a couple of teams that are struggling for numbers. And then they go play a, a strong team and they lose and they disappear in terms of talking to me. It's difficult for me to then spend a ton of effort chasing them down and seeing what they're doing. So, I mean, one of the benefits of being playing spring ball is that there is not a lot of other competition. So, right. I mean, if the Florida teams want to get their stuff together, you might get plenty of um, love on the golf rugby report. Oh, that's on the website. Absolutely. I'm, 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 and, and right now, I mean, you're, you're starting the league in just a couple of weeks and, and that's great. Um, you know, I'm excited about that. There aren't a lot, there's some stuff going on in California, but they don't get their conference play gearing up. Obviously, in any place where there's snow, they're not really moving on it. Um, so this is, this is actually a big time to see, you know, not only how teams are playing, but who's playing, who's playing well. Um, and uh, um, sometimes, sometimes coaches are reluctant to mention specific players because they don't want to undercut their, their team chi or whatever. But, um, you know, people like to see their names in print, so. Hey, keep asking. Yeah. Uh, last question for you, Alex. So you were there in Houston. You saw two yes. bowl games. What are your yeah. thoughts on this bowl game concept? I, I really love it. Um, I, I think that um, putting a nice pretty bow on the end of your, your season or the, the, the fall or the spring is, is a really nice way to finish it up. I mean, it can cost money, but um, what we saw was you know, a Central Florida team that said, hey, uh, we can play. And a, a University of Connecticut team who, even though they lost, it was a really fun game. It was very exciting. And they got to play somebody they never see before and a type of athlete they don't see before. And so that was enjoyable for them. 
uh, wheeling against Iowa Central was tons of fun to watch. And, uh, and, and it did a lot for wheeling to say that they're back. Um, but when, uh, when Steve Siano was running the bowl series up in the Charlotte area, um, that was, that was really fun too. People would go in and play it and they'd be excited and said, you know, we thought we had, we had a pretty good team and we we're going to go and we'll play a team that we never see and we beat them. And that validated some of the things we're doing. Um, so, so like the fundamental difference between a bowl and like a championship is that in bowls, the matchups are subjective, right? right. Like that's sure. the main, that's the main difference. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's really, you're trying to match up uh, teams that are pretty close competitively to say, look, um, now <clears throat> you you finished second in your conference and these guys finished third in their conference, but we think this might be a good thing for you to just a little bit of bragging rights to see um, how you measure up because the reason, one of the reasons people like my rankings is they want to see where they measure up. Um, and, and sometimes it's just say, look, I'm, I'm sorry, but that conference over there is stronger than the, con the conference you're in. Um, historically, it bears out. Now, prove me wrong. I'll be happy to say that I'm wrong. Um, and bowl games help that for me, right? They, they, they shake things up. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that the bowl games happen more. I know uh, we're trying to put some together here in the spring, you know, like into uh, late April down here in Florida. So if any of those yep. teams want to come down here and, you know, put something on the park, let's, let's see what happens. Uh, and then if any of those teams in the North, like in the Midwest, I want to come down for spring break, you know, like I know at Florida State, we hosted Michigan one year. It wasn't their top side, but they got some boys that wanted to come down. So any of those, you know, big teams up north want to come down for some spring break, like Panama City. Absolutely, they should do that. And really, um, you know, spring break can be at any time. There's also sort of like sometimes winter break time or you know, it's like take, take a long weekend um, earlier in the season, just as you're gearing up to the spring, go down and uh, um, you have to be, but you have to be willing to lose. I think somebody loses that game. You have to be willing to lose to learn something. Um, uh, but it would still be a great experience. I mean, you could go down and lose three games in Florida, come back and all the players say, it was great. We had a great time because we bonded and we learned and it was sunny and it was great. Uh, so um, there's a lot of benefits one way or the other. Yeah, totally agree. Alex, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll have this out shortly. And then if you want, feel free to post it. And uh, yeah, welcome, oh, sure. to, welcome to our podcast channel. So, no, it, it's, uh, that's great. Uh, really good. Um, that uh, the thing about the, um, yeah, the matchups, I, I like that. I, I think that's good. And the, the, um, the thing is when I, when I write stuff, you know, embedding a, a tweet in an article just makes it prettier. So see that thing, you know, these are our matchups this week. Um, is good and, and um, you know if people attach the if they want to attach the rankings on there you know that's fun too you know it's like you know um, we'll we'll see you we'll be spreading out the the Florida teams as you start playing right okay. now they're all bunched together but they're going to be spreading out as as we see what happens if, if Central Florida wins well early they'll probably bump up quickly. Um, oh, oh, Evan Haig. Yeah. That's just going to irritate Steve and, and play into his whole concept that no one respects FAU. And then, yeah, I know, I know. Well, Steve's that, that'll, and, that's, that'll be funny. He and I had a good chat about that kind of stuff. So yeah. 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 They, got, a good they, guy. Got the, 
Yeah, FAU has the best. Uh, they have, I mean, seventeen eighteen, but those seven, all seventeen eighteen of them look good coming off the bus. I mean, they, okay, yeah, those guys. Uh, uh, you know, they they're that they spend some time in the gym. They're athletes, no doubt, and they work at it. So yeah, yeah, and they got some you know great coaching, and they also you know Greg um, Shore is down there as well, so he helps them out. So there's plenty of high powered coaching down in South Florida. Um, yeah, so be and careful. Then, uh, FIU is often with a lot of Argentinian guys. And, yeah. Uh, so they might come and be able to play. They, they do better in sevens because of that, it seems like. So. Yeah. And then um, one of the issues I think we probably have – sorry, one more question, Alex. One of the issues we have down in Florida is probably like the bureaucracy of dealing with the universities and right. all the varying, like how much it changes from university to university. Is that typical throughout the rest of the country? Yeah. I mean uh, – some places have figured it out. Um, some places, you know, uh, there's a coach, an assistant coach who actually works at the school that helps. Um, uh, but, um, you know, might be useful is to sort of look around. I, I know I have stories of where they've straightened it out. Right. Um, Clemson, or even Salisbury, you see what, what, what happened there. But the, the idea is, you, the rugby team has some responsibility to continue to behave well and, and, and make the school look good. But after a while, you have to go to them and say, we've made you look good for five years. You know, our guys behave well, our grade point average is high. And, you know, just, we, we don't get into trouble, to, you know, and we, we participate in whatever, like charity events there and, and say, so we would like, right, whether it's guaranteed practice time or, or a trainer at practices, whatever it is you need. Um, uh, but they don't respond to whining. <laughs> I've, I mean, but they, they do respond um, partly. I mean, you've got to be able to say, I mean, the school has a responsibility too, right? They've got a responsibility to protect the students uh, right. to a certain extent, right? So... Um, uh, but there, there, there are struggles. I mean, I'll ask, what do you get? We don't get anything. We don't get, you know, um, you know, we get, we get nothing except, uh, you know, a little bit of money from the recreational budget and stuff like that. We have to make our own way and all these things. That still happens. But I think, um, I don't know, I, I should, I, this comes up and I, I think about it and, and I don't know if I, ever sit down and really think about it and, and write something about how do you, how do you get out of there and get somewhere else? I probably should just sort of start, uh, ask a few coaches about that. I think Keeler had a pretty good um, way of going about it. You know, like his point was instead of like your point set, you know, like the, the university is not going to respond to whining, right? So right. you can't be a fledgling club, right? They're not going to want to help you out. Yeah. But you, if you are a stand-up citizen, Right. And you're not causing any liability exposure to the university. Yeah. It's a different situation. And then Keeler's point was that instead of requesting more, understand that the universities and the staff are doing what they can. And that helps change your mindset a bit about how to approach them. And maybe you can get some better results kind of that way. But, you know, you know, like the the Cal model, which is, you know, you raise a bunch of money and then go give it to the university foundation to pay for your varsity status is the most me the most proven model which is what i try to get guys here in florida to understand is that you know money talks and sure yes walks so let's stabilize 
and then let's start to get into, into the growth mindset. So I know like USF but, is great. Sorry, go ahead. I was going but, but if you show up and say, hey, you're doing this thing, can we help you? Right. Rather than what do you, right? Can, can look, we've, you've got uh, maybe 30, if you're lucky, 40 able-bodied, physically fit, strong young men. Go, go do something that can do that, right? And, and make a big deal out of it. I mean, my wife used to say that. Uh, she said, why aren't these teams, you know, building ramps for, uh, for disabled homeowners every, every off day? Why aren't they? I mean, because and she used that because actually I was on a rugby team. We did that because we had a player who got paralyzed, so we we built ramps for his home. It took us it took us an afternoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then then what you do is you take lots of pictures and you put that all also for social media. This is what we're doing, and aren't we wonderful, right? And then it looks good, and you all show up with your school your your rugby stuff, but also your school stuff, and say you know, and and say we're you know we're proud to be. Uh, students at State U and uh, and doing this, I mean, th- those sorts of things. It, they see you consistently making them look good, then they're like, yeah, okay, yeah. right, yeah. Like, because the last thing we want to do is like make the university look bad because they're going to yeah, come yeah. down on us like a, they, they don't a like ton it. of bricks. They don't like that at all. Right. Okay, Alex. Cool. Well, we've had you here, you know, plenty, plenty of time. Thank you so much for your time and, and no all problem. your insights. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Actually, it was, you know, it was fun. I, I like the 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 panel. Uh, aspect, um, you know, invite me back. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll try to do this some more. And then, yeah, Colby, TJ, and Sean, thank you so much for your guys' time. I was hoping for a little bit more uh, hot takes, a little more riling, but uh, you, know, you guys are all just, you all channeling your inner Evan Hags here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if we come back partway through the season, maybe we'll, it'll be a little bit more contentious. We can start talking about. Yeah, we'll get a couple. I'll try to get a couple of clips from some captains along the way and stuff yeah. and see what we can get. You know, the coach speak stuff drives me nuts. I love the Southern Hemisphere personalities, you know, super <laughs> rugby stuff. So uh, thanks so much for your time, gentlemen. You guys have a wonderful day and uh, best of luck this season. All right. Thank you. Thanks, right. Kurt. Thanks, yeah. Alex. Thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks.